You're listening to the Soju Talk Nation podcast, episode four. On today's episode, we talk about this week in music, more food talk, and our experience watching Blackpink's The Show. So sit back and show with friends. You're listening to The After Show with the Soju Talk Nation. Welcome to the Soju Talk Nation podcast, a relaxed discussion on this week in the Soju Talk Nation. I'm your host, Crispy, and joining me is Koala. Hello. All right, so for those of you joining us for the first time, welcome. We love to see you. Um, the first half of the show we'll be discussing this week on the main show, the Soju Talk K-pop podcast. So go ahead and check them out if you haven't already. Um, and then we'll be getting into our main topic, our main discussion, our extra large, the Black Pink, the show discussion a little bit later. So um, if you're new, just sit tight. Um, if you're part of the nation, welcome. It's good to have you. Uh, a couple announcements. So Warren's internet is fixed. Um, so the main show is delayed. Um, it released on Thursday, February 4th. So we are recording our episode Friday morning, PST, February 5th uh, in Germany. That is the afternoon. Um, so <laughs> a little change to our broadcast schedule this week. Um, hopefully we'll have things back to normal next week. But yeah, so just a couple couple changes. Um, how are you feeling, Koala? How are you today? I'm tired. I, I shouldn't be. It's it's 5 p.m. <laughs> Why am I tired? Yeah, you being tired at 5 p.m. makes me tired at 8 a.m. So it's <laughs> not helpful. Um, yeah, so that's that's just how everything's going right now. Uh, so we're going to start off the episode by celebrating the nation. So we've got one birthday this week. It is February 6th. Uh, username Caffeinated. So head over to Discord. Wish Caffeinated a happy birthday uh, this February 6th. There's going to be an announcement in the announcement section. Um, go ahead into the general channel and wish him a happy birthday with all the gifts and photos and K-pop things to show him some love. Um, I think that's it. Um, so we'll get right into this week in music on Soju Talk on the main show. Um, we have four songs this week. Um, the first one is Dreamcatcher's Odd Eye, IU with Celebrity, Eyes One with Da 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 Dance. Or just da, da dance, and then we have Hyuna with "I'm Not Cool." Uh, so we have four girl group slash female soloist, uh, female artist this week, and Koala, being the big girl group stand that you are, what do you think? <laughs> How did you like the takes that the two had for these songs? I was I was the same opinion for like most of the songs. I was like lukewarm on almost all of them. <laughs> Besides Eyes One, I, I like the I like the Eyes One one. But like the other three I was not it's not that they were bad, but they were just not catching me in any way. That makes sense. It makes sense. Totally understand. And just to clarify with the audience, um Koala actually is a boy group stand. And boy idol stand. Boy <laughs> idol. So she um 
it doesn't doesn't connect directly with female groups and female soloists. So um, just wanted to. I don't know what you mean. Clarify that. Um, BB though, Lehigh though, well, we Blackpink can, though. We can't talk about that. So um, well, let's <laughs> let's go over like the main songs first, and then we'll we'll talk about perhaps a song that should have been number one on the Spice chart this week. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so with Dreamcatcher, Odd Eye, um, it's the third song in their trilogy is what they mentioned on the show. Um, it, and it was interesting that Doug is now a Dreamcatcher stan and he is um, conflicted about adding Dreamcatcher to his bias roles because he ran out of space, so he had to make room. Um, so I thought that was a really interesting uh, discussion point on Discord this week. And granted, I do I do enjoy their music, but I have a... I don't. I don't often go back to Dreamcatcher, so it's always nice to hear how Doug speaks highly of them because they're such a different group comparative to like the other sounds of K-pop, right? They're they have an electric guitar. It seems very anime, um, but it's just nice to to give that group a little bit of recognition, considering they're still on the up and coming, and hopefully they'll, they'll get more exposure, more popularity into the future. Um, the next song is IU with Celebrity. Um, so we all know and love IU. Um, what did you think about the crew's thoughts about IU Koala? I think they were pretty accurate, that it was more generic this time around, and that we've definitely seen better, like music-wise at least. I I like the the MV though. It was cute, and her dancing was cute. It's IU. She's cute. What do we expect? Right. It's all about just like her being cute and her, her being IU. Um, I think for me, the the MV definitely stood out and made me enjoy the song much more, even if the song was not as memorable as it could have been. Um, and then they brought up on the show that the lyrics perhaps had uh, another layer of meaning um, with her her friends that have passed away. And... That did, that did make me think and appreciate the song more, but at the same time, going back to listen to the song, it's really not as powerful as her other songs in the past. Um, but yeah, it is really nice to just like watch IU do cute things and have a little bit of choreography in her song. Um, and the next song is Eyes One, Duh Duh Dance. Um, so what did you think about Anita and Warren loving this song and perhaps even Warren's favorite Eyes One song now? I did not expect that, to be very honest. It's not a bad song, but I, I wouldn't put it on my top list five one. Yeah. But it... I don't know. Warren was really excited about this one. He was like, was like so, so, so excited about it. And I, I don't know. I didn't expect it. But if I think back to how he how he talked about Chonga the week before, it didn't feel that that extreme. So hmm. Yeah, um and I really like that Anita pinpointed that this is the, the Vogue runway style of music that she's been really into um over the past year. because um, it does have that and it's a little bit more toned down than some of the other Eyes One songs. I think that's where like Warren connects more with the music right where it's like he can pay attention to the the production and he can pay attention to kind of the finer details and it's not just all in your face um which i agree to an extent but i do feel like panorama and fiesta 
are very good songs and it's just really interesting <laughs> that warren is the contrarian to say like well this is my favorite song it's like bro really huh. <laughs> really <laughs> um but i do like the song a lot um i I mean, 2020 has just, 2021 has just started, and I do, <laughs> yes, another twenty, another year mistake, God. <laughs> it's going to happen every show. I'm going to refer to this year as still 2020. It's just been one long, excruciating oh, year. Um, yes, 2021, it, I think it's still, I think it's in the top of my favorite songs this year so far. Um, granted, we don't have very many new songs yet, and ITZY is in my top of this year and all those songs are just English versions so so I don't please don't bring that up please don't bring that up (laughs) oh man but yes uh, the eyes one song for me is probably one of my favorite songs of the year um and it's just interesting how it it's I wouldn't say polarizing because I don't think people hate the song but I think people are surprised with how much positivity the song is getting compared to something like panorama or fiesta i mean because it's also not a real comeback but more like a collaboration yeah yeah really good point there so it's it's not like an official comeback with a promotion right and it's Hmm. um it's not going to get the same visibility but then people still really like it because it's ice one um and i think that has to do with the fact that they're coming to the end of their contract so fans are holding on to anything that eyes one releases right now all right uh the next song uh, and the last song that they covered this week is hyuna with i'm not cool um cool what did you think about what the crew said i'm with warren <laughs> i'm with warren i i don't like the song what did warren say exactly he said like this song does two things not well yeah <laughs> just like oh my god warren it was bad. It's like, I mean, I didn't expect too much. It's Tiana. We know what her music is, more or less, but this was bad, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, before the before the before they released the main show, you and I were talking about this, and I think we said the exact same thing that they said on the show, that it's very Tiana, <laughs> literally verbatim, like that was our phrasing, and that there's a lot going on in the music video. <laughs> So if you and I felt that way, unprompted by the show, I feel like a lot of people felt that way. Um, but it is just nice to see Hyuna do things. And I think the way that they... The, the positives that they talked about, Hyuna, were, were were nice to include people who had missed Hyuna and wanted more of her, um, her music and her being an artist, right? But I don't think mm-hmm. this song was the one to do that. And... As, as nice as Doug and Anita tried to be about the song, I think the majority of feelings are more similar to how Warren talked about the song. So yeah. Um, any other final thoughts on the four female-led um, songs this week? Only that there is one specific female artist missing. You want to talk about that now? Let's talk about that now. Okay, so... <laughs> um, Doug mentioned this as a song that also released this week. Um, we're just going to have a, a segment for this because we are the BB Simps on the server. We are part of the BB fan club. We are BB stands. 
she released a song it's called eat my love um it's a very cute music video it's it's a shorter music video but the song is really cool i think it's straight fire they didn't cover it on the show and that's fine you don't have they don't they had four major titles that they needed to cover um but what did you think about the song and what did you think about doug loving it how can you not love it it's bb oh god l-o-v-e oh I want to sing it right now, but it's not going to sound great for audience for audio listeners, so I'm not going to. But my God, this song is just adorable, <laughs> and it's got, it's got so much personality and attitude, but then like charm, and like the way that the music video is put together, it's just like so many gif-worthy like segments, and like I, I so on the BB server on Discord, I made, I think it was like one or two gifs, and then I was like, you know what, someone else is going to make them. I'll just wait. And then they did, and then I saved them all. So I'm going to use them here and there. But man, this girl, she's she's got so much charisma. I can't get over it. Uh, would you have put the song as number one on the Spice chart? Mm, wait, what were the songs last week? Rosaria was in. Yeah, uh, it was Chunga. Treasure Rosaria. was not on it anymore, right? Nope. No Treasure not. to compete with? It was the, the boy oh, Okay, group. that... that- <laughs> I, I don't remember which one it's one of the boy groups <laughs> Travity was there I think oh yeah I don't like that one and it would probably be number one either that or Epic High something like that yeah alright so let's move on to the Spice chart this week uh, and the Spice King so at number one we have Chunga with X with her second win uh, as Doug put it the pig the big Chungus wins again and then we have Eyes One at two with Da Da Dance. And then we have Dreamcatcher with Odd Eye. What are your thoughts? Do you agree, disagree, Qual? I'm fine with this chart. Because <laughs> I, I don't have a lot to choose from. So I think I think for third place, any song would have done it for me, to be honest. Yeah, <sighs> it's nice that Dreamcatcher got a little bit of recognition and hopefully the community um, who isn't so familiar with them gets to listen to them and gives them a try. Um, but again, it is all girl groups and soloists, so female-led. So I imagine any list would have been fine for you, right, Koala? <laughs> <laughs> um, a side note, I... I as much as Warren doesn't want to say or admit that they're holding the chart hostage, probably holding the chart hostage with Chunga. <laughs> but you know what? I'm not mad about it. If you if you listened to my segment last week, I'm all here for it. And um, maybe maybe Warren and I will uh, will get on the show sometime and talk about our deep theories and hypothesis about what Chunga really means in her song. So where is my boy group stand to talk with? I feel like this is a scam. <laughs> Maybe we'll find we'll find someone for you to talk about treasure with. I think there's a couple people who you can um, fangirl out with. So we'll try to get that and make that happen for you. Um, yeah, so that was the spice chart for the week. Um, let us know what you think on Discord and let, let us know if the big Chungus will go for her third and get entered into the Hall of Fame. Um, and no longer be uh, a song that Warren can talk about. So, 
let's move on to news and events. Um, so the the main show this week went into depth about the the about these two topics. So the first topic is Big Hit Neighbor and YG collaborate um, on the technology front and also um, on making essentially a, a stadium but arena f- to do virtual concerts or virtual um, to do virtual content like a very large like investment um, partnership and then universe launches which is the app um, through uh, do you remember which company and soft no and soft. And yeah and soft yeah so we're not going to go into detail or go over um, the news report um, you can check out the main show for that but we're kind of going to give our quick takes on um, on them, um, starting with the collabor- the collaboration with Big Hit Neighbor and YG. Um, so Koala, what did you think about the crew talking about this situation? I think I think it's pretty important to mention it and to also give it like a big part because it's actually like game changing for the industry itself. I I think it was. I think it was weird for YG to do this, but it's smart for Big Hit, definitely. They want to do a monopoly, more or less, and as Warren said, to keep it in-house. So this makes sense. This makes a lot of sense. Yeah, like visually, on the, oh, on the outside, I mean, just as normal fans and people who aren't on the um, like on the business side of just how the industry works, um, it does kind of feel like a monopoly. Um, yet to be determined because monopolies mean something very serious in a lot of countries, right? Um, but I think what's it, what stood out to me is that YG has been rehabilitating not just their business partnerships, but also their public perception over the past, I would say, two years now, um, ever since they've had leadership change. And I think it all kind of led to this moment where they anticipated other companies partnering with each other as far as technology and influence over the industry domestic and globally. But what YG almost stumbled into was the fact that they had an established Western market and big hit is the other company with an established Western market. And it's kind of insane that both of those companies are now partnered and then in competition with everyone else who's trying to catch up to them. And I, I don't know what's going to happen in the future, in the near future or um, long term, but it's it, it could be scary considering the fan bases they already have. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, and then the last news article was Universe Launches. Um, again, not much to say. I didn't get on it. A lot of people got on it on the server. A lot of mixed feelings. Um, a lot similar to what Doug felt, where it's just a a hot mess and an enormous app to put on your phone. Um, yeah, check out the main show for those opinions. I don't think we have very much to say. Quality, do you have any thoughts about what the crew said about the app? Mm, no, not really. Yeah, um, I didn't get on it, so I, I don't really have much. And yeah, if you're a fan of any of those groups, give it a try and then let us know on the, on the Discord what your experience was like. All right, uh, the next segment is State of the Nation. So on this week on the Soju Talk Main Show podcast, they talked about food again, and they did it in a way which um, simulated a World Cup to eat one food item for 15 years. 
And um, it was prompted by Warren just being on the internet, uh, watching Korean streamers and Korean um, YouTuber, YouTubers and influencers and kind of like seeing the things that they were talking about. Um, we're not going to go into depth. Just listen to the main show and watch the main show also because they do have graphics. Um, but it was just interesting how they talked about certain <laughs> foods in comparison to one another. Um, spoiler, the winner was dumplings because we thought it was, they thought it was the most um, nutrient full and uh, gave you the most variety with what you could have in a dumpling. Um, Cole, what are your thoughts about the winner and how they talked about comparing other foods to each other? I, I, the winner makes sense. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting that at some point Warren just started to argue with with using the foods as tools. I didn't realize it was going to go in that direction <laughs> so many times. I think the standout was like Warren wanting to unwrap the dumplings every single time and making something out of it. It's like, Warren, I don't think... I don't... If you're trapped in a room... Football. I think you could do other things. <laughs> it's like... Oh God! A football. Um, what else did he want to make? There's a couple mm, other things. Want, yeah, a lot. Yeah. Um, I thought another like talking point that was like fun was that Warren was so confident that he was gonna match with Doug and Anita, and then all of a sudden he'd be like, <laughs> "What? <laughs> it's a question." It's like, what? Um, complete. <laughs> opposite of what Doug and Anita were thinking and he just was so surprised Uh, was there any standout foods for you in their discussion Mm. Mm. I don't wait no I don't think so Um, maybe the beef jerky that's a weird choice to be honest if you were stuck in a room for 15 years but I think it was, I think, I think the choices were fine. It was nothing too bad. Yeah, I agree. The choices seemed logical, even though Warren tried to throw as much illogical uh, discussion and arguments as possible. But I mean, it all worked out at the end. Um, yeah, the beef jerky was, was kind of fun. Um, I didn't realize that if you only ate beef jerky, that you would ha- you should consider like your gums and your teeth because they're so hard so a very nice solution and problem solving to soak it in water and let it be soft again um so call what other world cups would you like to see them discuss on the show i think um, maybe like i think one bigger thing in america is like cereals if i remember correctly isn't isn't like cereals a big thing for you guys? Really good, Qual. Cool. Yeah. Wait, were you on the the dumpster cast this past week? No. Did you listen to the dumpster cast? Question mark. Mm, first half. Um, because that was the topic on the dumpster cast was cereal. Oh. So I don't know. I guess we're all on the same wavelength here. So yeah, um, crew, please do uh, World Cup for cereals on the next episode. Thank you. Um, that was recommended by Koala, so give her credit on the show. Um, yeah, cereal's not a thing for you guys in Europe. I mean, we eat it, but 
but we don't have we don't have a lot of variety and yeah we most of the people eat like muesli which is like oats basically so yeah yeah that makes more sense i mean in america we love our processed foods and our food industry (laughs) anything in a box anything you can like add water or milk to it's kind of a thing for us so but that would be a really fun world cup to see what the crew thinks and how the crew grew up with Turo, because it's usually dictated by just how you grow up and your memories of um, eating breakfast foods, right? Um, and Warren, um, coming from Korea, um, immigrating from Korea, it'll be interesting to see what he has to say about that with the uh, the American experience with cereal and breakfast foods. Um, any other closing thoughts about their food World Cup discussion this week? Nope. All right. uh, So let's move on to the main topic of our show today. The title (laughs) of our show today. Um, This segment is Discord Adventures. And we we had some fun this week. We watched. You had a lot of fun. Oh, I did. Uh, The Blinks came out (laughs) this week. We all, all of you who, who are closet Blinks, you all decided, no, this is our time. We're going to come out and we're going to party. Um, so Blackpink had the show on January 31st, 2 p.m. Korea Standard Time. Um, so for me in the United States on the West Coast, that would be Saturday, January 30th at 9 p.m. Uh, what time was that for you, Koala? 6 a.m. 6 a.m. in Germany on January 31st. Um, and we watched it together. And it was, it was a fun experience. And it was just nice to be around others. Um, just a quick shout out to those who joined us. We had Pris, Joe Cab, Ara, Delmonic, Kesalu, <clears throat> Dead, Emmy, and there are a few other people. I'm sorry if I forgot your name, um, but thank you for joining us. It was nice to have you um, and party with us. Um, I may or may not have consumed a few adult beverages during that time milk (laughs) (laughs) nothing else Uh uh uh-huh um so starting off this discussion about blackpink and the show what does blackpink mean to you koala i don't know they are like the first girl group that i really like started to stand mostly probably because they're from yg and i'm yg trish duh but but, um, over the past wait five years close to five years yeah we're close to five years we've just grown to like them a lot as persons and their personality traits and stuff and this concert was just nice to have because we had like drive faces over the past years where they were just not alive and now they seem to be doing lots of stuff and this concert was really nice. It was a bit short. Like, it was one and a half hours. Man, YG, you're scamming. <laughs> but still nice experience. Yeah, I, I did love seeing the girls on stage just doing something for the fans, right? It, yes, like virtual shows and virtual concerts. The intention is to make money. But also there is a sincerity to the girls being on stage and doing their best. And they honestly... You couldn't have asked for anything more aside for perhaps a longer show, 
but at the same time, it was still very well done and very high quality with the stages, the outfits, the song choices, the live band. Um, and there were no technical difficulties. I mean, you logged on, you got the, the loading screen, and you got the intro screen, and then the show went off without any issues. So I think their partnership with YouTube there um, really goes to show, and again, like to bring it back to YG rehabilitating their... Um, their their image over the past two years and kind of seeing the strength of their partnerships now with youtube and with a lot of very well-known western um western platforms that yeah they they did have that the entry point already so it's really um really uplifting to see it all kind of come together um so now talking about the show itself um, <laughs> we're gonna start with outfits God damn it. All right. So the show opens and you see the four girls in their respective outfits. What did you think about their opening dresses? Lisa, my dear, I'm so sorry for you. Can you can you elaborate? Can you go into more detail? What what what, what, what was Lisa wearing? Please explain. I don't know what she was wearing. I don't know. It was like the ugliest dress I've ever seen. It was like really vibrant neon green and how do you how do you describe that i i couldn't i i didn't think that there would be a dress out there that would look like that but meanwhile the other the other three members they look gorgeous i out of the out of those outfits i like jenny the most i think yeah yeah um so just to reiterate and kind of give you a visual on lisa's dress so it was it was it was it wasn't exactly lime green it was it was a it's very clearly green um and the dress itself was very you know very vibrant and i think it had like sequence it was very like flashy right but the two pieces that really stood out were essentially like this enormous like ruffled like not even it wasn't feathers right it was just a very like it was like fur like a big piece of fur, fur on her shoulder and then like on the lower part of her her body like going towards her like midsection and hip and it's just like why are those two things there and every time she moved in her the choreography it was just like 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 wave and shape and just like oh th- th- this is happening okay and we didn't realize how many songs that they were going to perform with these outfits. And it was a good, like, three or four songs, right? God. And it was it was just, it just caught my eye every single time. And not to say that it was super distracting, but it was a talking point during our, our party. So, um, mm. yeah, Lisa, that, that was a thing. But, you know, you're still beautiful. You're still gorgeous. We love you. And you're a you're a crazy performer while you're dancing. Um, so let's move on to a couple of the other outfits that stood out. Um, so we had the edgy flannel look. So each of them, um, it seemed like they were going for the the flannel tied around the waist look, um, mm. and then like styled very differently, but all like in the same in the same vein of like the edgy kind of punkish look. And then we had what I called yeah. the snow swag look. Where it's like they had 
like snow outfits and they're all white but it's not any outfits that you would ever wear if you were in the snow because there were crops or there were shorts <laughs> or there were <laughs> what's rose oh well how about this how about you explain and go into detail on rose's outfit and like what you saw and how would you describe that outfit wait what does it look like again oh man i can't it am i thinking on, of the right one it is on the black pink instagram Okay, doing research. You talk meanwhile. Okay, so I'll I'll, I'll kind of describe it. So imagine a puffy snow jacket and then cut into three <gasps> oh, pieces. Oh, yeah, now I remember. <laughs> I remember the bread stall. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it's like, it, it looks like rolls of bread. So the first piece is a top, which is essentially just sleeves. The second piece is a skirt that someone had cut out. And the third piece are her knee-high boots. So, Koala, what did you think about Rosie's outfit and how that worked on stage? And it did work very well, but it, it was one of the, the most eye-catching pieces, I would say. Only worked because it's Rosie, okay? If I wore that, I would look like... I, don't, I would look like Baymax or something like that. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really good description. <laughs> yeah. It's like really puffy and just white. Oh God! Who who put her? Who, who thought? Okay, let's let's take let's take like a puffy jacket, cut the sleeves out, and put it over her knees because man, that looks pretty. Mm. Let let her look like a bradstone. Yes, beautiful outfit. Yeah, <sighs> you're not wrong. <laughs> um, the the other girls' outfits were a lot more conventional. Um. I mean, they were styled styled in a way that like we're, we're hitting each theme, but for the most part, it, it was it was very straightforward. It was styled very beautifully. Um, go check it out on their Instagram. I know all of them have posted on social media the different outfits um, throughout the show. So I know they had at least four or five costume changes throughout the show. Um, all styled so well and so beautiful. So um, just love to see it. Um, and the the next section we'll get into now is the music itself. <sighs> so um, we're going to talk about a few things, kind of the set list, the stages, um, our favorite songs. Um, so overall, Koala, what did you think about the music during the show? I think it was nice. They had like, of course, they, they played like the majority was like the songs from the new album and stuff. But they also had like, old songs it was really nostalgic really nice to see them perform it to see to, to see them also like change up the choreo the mix oh i liked it a lot yeah what was your favorite song i don't think i have a favorite one like mm, the only thing i could pinpoint out is like rosie's solo but only because it's new and we're really excited about it mm. so what did you think about the the slow down versions of a lot of the songs? I think it was nice because we always get like fast paced Blackpink most of the time. So it was nice to see them slow down and change it up back yeah. to like not stay direction, so to speak, but like just slower, just calming down. Yeah, I really do like those stages where they're just on um, on a chair with a microphone. 
um, and really just like singing their songs and like filling the filling the music, filling the vibe, and just like being there for the fans. Um, I know they did that for several songs off of the album. Um, uh, a few of the slower ones that they did, I think it was, um, I forget the title exactly. Paul, do you remember the last <laughs> song on the album? Oh, I got it right here. Um, they did You Never Know. Um, and that was a nice stage because they had um, this, I guess like an open roof um, set piece. And then they had like snow falling through it. Um, and then the, the camera work was actually really nice to like make sure to emphasize each member, but then also really capture like that feeling of um, like winter and snow, but also like belonging and like being together. Um, and it was just really a good feeling moment. It's nice to see them put that kind of effort into stages like that when um, there's no choreo and you really want to focus on like being connected with the fans. So um, that meant a lot just to see those types of stages for them. Um, my favorite song and my favorite stage um, it's actually a slowdown version. So it's um, Don't Know What To Do. And it does start off where you think there's going to be a choreography um, because they're standing, they're coming from the back of the stage. Um, but then there's no choreo and they're just walking up towards where the microphones will stand. And it's it, it's not exactly a slowdown version, but it's, I mean, they're, they, they don't do choreo to it. It was just so nice because I—I mean, that's one of my favorite songs, and just like hearing it, being fully a, a, attending to them and just like their vocals and um, their stage presence, it just it, it meant a lot seeing it in that way. Um, do you have any thoughts about them performing? Don't know what to do. Mm, it was nice. Nothing special. I just really liked it overall. Yeah. Um, uh, so that, those are like the slowdown songs, but of course, Blackpink is super hype. Um, what did you think about Dida Dida and that stage? <laughs> I was surprised by the amount of dancers on the stage. It was insane. Seems like they just called the whole YGX team. There were so many dancers. All right, so let's paint a picture. Um, Oh, so let's also like give a little bit of background of like how the show was set up. At the very end of the show, they panned to the entire stage and every stage setup was different. So it's not like they redid a stage. They had like specific stages for specific songs and um, specific motifs and themes. So I think Dida Dida was its own because there was fire and there was water <laughs> and there were <laughs> platforms and there were... I might be exaggerating, but it felt like there were 50 people on stage. So they had, yeah. they had like, like Kowal mm. said, they had all the male dancers from YG, from X Academy, and then all the female dancers from X Academy. And then they I didn't even know there were so many of them in that YGX Academy. There were so many. <laughs> um, uh, so a lot of, I mean, Blackpink is a girl group, but let's, let's give a little bit of content for uh, the ladies in, the audience. What did you think about shirtless guys? Help! It was my brain didn't really process it because it was like still seven a.m. But I was like, "Are they really doing? Are they really shirtless and dancing in the water? Is this happening? Help!" Yeah, it was. It was bold. I'll put it that way because I don't. I think it was actually done quite tastefully. 
but it was done in a way where it's like oh we haven't seen this before for blackpink we haven't seen this before like on a stage right where it's like they give so much attention to the dancers and i really appreciate that just the way that um artists in the past have talked about dancers i think for me i always think about chunga um, in 2019, anytime she would be on an interview and they'd ask her about dancing, she would never refer to her dancers as backup dancers because they are also dancers. So for me, I always think about like, what's the relationship between the main group, the, the group that's in the spotlight, and then the dancers who support them, who make the presentation, the stage, the, the excitement, the hype, like go to that next level. And for me, like it's, it, was, it was really exciting to see how much emphasis YG gave the the dancers, male and female, because we typically would imagine like oh like female backup dancers or female dancers in like these very like heightened outfits and just like very eye catching. No no no, if you <laughs> are a female in the audience, you got a lot of eye candy, and uh, I thought that was just a very commendable thing that they decided for their stages and choreography. Um, can you talk about uh, two specific dancers that had a lot of stage time? <laughs> Who are the Quan twins? They they are they are known to be like nowadays only to be at like YGX Academy, just chilling there all day. But they are they are really present in like YG artists music shows. But it was it was surprising how much screen time they actually got for this concert very surprising i i i've only known them by face but then you mentioned it on the show um you mentioned it when we were watching like who they were and i was like yes that that name rings a bell but they were on the stage so much it was amazing <laughs> i'm not complaining like it's awesome like please give them more screen time but i was just very impressed with the amount of trust that the um, choreographers and the the producers had to give them that much attention and focus. And the thing is, they didn't take away from whoever they were dancing mm. with, whether it was the group or if it was Jenny during her solo. And it was very, it very much just added to like the intensity and like the hype, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts about stages and songs before we get into uh, our next awesome segment? <laughs> I want to. I want to talk about the next awesome segment yes 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 okay um so this is probably the highlight of the show and by highlight it it's well uh, let's just get into it okay so let's talk about the solos okay so um <laughs> jizu lisa jenny and rosie all had different stages for different solos okay so let's let's go one by one okay let's build up to it so the first solo we got was Jizu, and she did a cover of Habits, Stay High. Um, a lot of it was in English. I thought her English was excellent. Um, Cole, what did you think about her song choice? Um, the it, way she sang it, and then also um, her outfit. It fit her, but the most important thing is, bro, she looked gorgeous in that, that purple dress. Oh my god, I was shocked. It was amazing. It was so. I don't. I, I don't even know the word. I can't put words to it. Um, can you describe the purple dress? It was like, 
it was not a dress because they cropped the top. Well. So it, it was, <laughs> it's YG, they always do it. Yes. It was more like a top and then uh, a skirt, a longer skirt. It, was it like, mm, was it like lavender tone? Yeah. More or less. Yeah, it would, it would be lavender. And it, it just fit her so good. And I don't know how, it, it wear feathers, but it was like, how do you call it? Uh, specific. Oh, I don't remember how you call it, but you can look it up. I think she posted like some pictures of it. And out of out of the solo performances, probably my favorite outfit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I sent you a picture, and we're looking at it right now. The so she's sitting down in her stage mostly. So it definitely looks like a dress, but you're right. When she stands up and when she, when you get like the full uh, picture of the dress, it it is cropped, and it's styled in a way where it's like it's very modern, right? But the the initial visual like emotion that they're trying to get out of you is that it's this um, like Cinderella type dress, like you're going to mm. the ball. Um, but what's interesting is like the background and the backdrop is um, a lot of vintage um, like pieces vintage art pieces so you have like a camera reel and like an old phone um old lamps books um a fan and i think it it really evokes kind of what they're going for moving forward um and this is jumping forward a little bit but with kind of like rosie's themes and rosie's musical choices right and it's it's western but it's also fairly universal in how we experience like the past and like what we think about when we think about old, like vintage pieces of history. So um, I don't know. It just it all fits so well. And it was it was such a surprise when she first came on because I didn't realize I was going to have such an emotional response to it. Yeah. And I loved it. Um, any final thoughts about her, uh, her solo? No. Uh, so let's move on to the next solo. Um, you had some interesting things to say about this. So we have Lisa performing <laughs> Say So, which was an extremely retro vibe song. Um, go ahead, Koala, take it away. What did you think? I was confused. I, I expected like hardcore performance, hip hoppy, maybe, I don't know. It's a really hardcore shit. And she chose a freaking TikTok stage. Like TikTok song, what? Why? What? I mean, huh? I was so confused. It was like, ja- not jazzy, but her whole outfit was. She curled her hair, so it it just gave that like vintage vibe. And her dress was like in that gold. I think it was gold. Was it gold, black, black color scheme? And oh, it was just it was just so confusing. She did well, but. I was so confused. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, and it's it's interesting that she chose this type of song, right? Considering, mm. I think she had released, well, her her choreographer had released a video where she does a dance practice to this super intense, like hard hitting hip hop song. And I think we all anticipated that that was going to be the song, or at least a song similar to that, on her solo stage. But I also think it was a nice switch up, considering it did subvert our expectations and yeah like some of like especially you right where it's like you you felt very differently about it um but i think 
generally if you're looking at like global audience and everyone who isn't as in tuned as you and I are to like Blackpink I think it's a nice mm-hmm. way to like fluidly go to from different genres um throughout the show and I think they did did that for the most part and it did highlight a side of Lisa that we've not seen yet with her dancing and the styling choice um yeah so it's like golden black and she's wearing chucks or she's wearing like that type of like sneaker which is amazing. <laughs> is it a sneaker? It's like a boot, right? It's like a yeah. It's like a boot slash sneaker, like that looks like a um, a Converse shoe, and like the styling is very much in the, t- the tone of like a nineteen twenties like flapper, right? During that time, that era of like more vintage and like even the choreography. So, um, yeah, a surprise for sure. She pulled it off well because she's Lisa and she could do anything. Um, but again, like. <laughs> We're probably expecting a lot of like hip hop stuff, and who knows? Maybe we'll get hip hop for her solo when that comes out. So, you never know. Yes. Yeah. All right. So moving on to Miss Jenny Kim, um, she performed <laughs> her song solo. Yes. Well, go ahead. What What did you think? Because there's a lot to say, a lot of, and I think a lot of good to say. But go ahead with what you got. <laughs> so first of all. I would like for this stage she wore another rose themed outfit and I and at this point I was like you're really pushing that rose theme you want it to be really present huh <laughs> it was roses were everywhere I see what you're hinting at I got you but looking back to Jenny I think the m- most m- the most memorable thing for me was her m- makeup cuz I if I remember correctly, her blush was like really, how do you call it? Was like really saturated. It was it was not orange, but it was just. It popped. Quite yeah, a, it popped. Yeah, um, in a good way. Cause I, I was like, oh my god, she's so beautiful. How is she like this? <laughs> <laughs> how? Someone help me, please! I can't stop looking at her face. Oh god. Um, yeah, and like going off of like her styling, right? Um, I think. So with all three of them, I do feel like thematically they're hinting towards like a focus towards Rosé. Like mm. maybe I'm looking too much into it. Maybe I'm just too much of a Blackpink fan. It's just <laughs> you see Jesus stage, which is like vintage, right? And then you have Lisa stage, which is vintage, but is also like the fun dancer side of like what that era could be. And like very clearly Jenny is a rose. <laughs> so it's like all of these like <laughs> themes and concepts tie into their their fourth member well, not fourth member but the fourth performance which is Rosie um, but going back to Rosie. Jenny like she's just a gorgeous <sighs> human being how is this possible someone explain um, yeah, I really I, don't know and as far as the stage goes right um, it was very it, it had a lot of traditional Asian vibes in a way where it's like the the art pieces that they chose weren't specifically like oh this is like asian cultural asian asian heritage inspired um asian heritage like focused and themed because none of it had like imagery or iconography of like a korean culture but you can tell it's very specifically like oh like this is a very east asian style of um like setup and like the color schemes and the lighting and it's like oh it's like yeah this very much feels like that but without like being too obvious i guess 
And I thought that was like a really brilliant way to maneuver and like, like honor, like the culture and honor, like the fact that they are K-pop artists and you know, that they want to give the rest of the world exposure to like this type of visual, um, like visual sense and visual feeling. But again, like they did it in such a way where it's like, if you're, if you're not paying attention to it, you wouldn't really notice like how they did it. Because if, if you look at some of the photos of like her outfit, it's very like rose themed and like flower themed. Mm. But like the way that the art pieces are like are put together, it's very like, oh, this is still like a very East Asian look. And it's like, wow, like I'm actually very like impressed with like their their art design there. Um you wanna talk about the uh the dancers she was with? <laughs> oh god, the Quan twins. Oh my god. <laughs> Why were they shirtless? No one asked for that. Well, you got it. And I'm sure a lot of female fans were uh, not complaining and more, <laughs> more, more excited and in, in, felt included. Let's put it that way. Um, oh, did, one last thing. Did you, what did you think about the English verse for Solo? I think it was nice that she changed up the song a bit. Yeah, the the English verse. Um, I need to watch it again. It I didn't realize it at first, but then once it kept going, I was like, "Oh, this is different. This is kind of nice." Yeah, she's spitting fire, you know. Um, and it was all tied in with new choreo, also, because um, you know she does the the finger th- the finger point, pulls it back, and then taps the the shoulder lift. I think that mm-hmm. was actually removed from this version. And like substituted with something else. I don't remember the choreo exactly, but it, it was new. It was different. I was like, "Yeah, this is nice. It's a fresh take yeah. on an old song." So very happy. Really good. Really good stage, man. Now the kept, grand finale. The grand finale. Uh, so I'll set it up, and then Koala will uh, talk about her emotions. So our last, our our last angel, our last <laughs> beautiful member. Of Blackpink, Rosie, Rose, Cheyoung. She debuted her music video. So the first, I'd say the first half of the music video for Gone, which is her solo. Um, still unclear and unsure if that's going to be the lead single or if that's part of something else. But we got to see the music Gone? video. Like, yeah. Whether it will be. She she has said what it will be, didn't she? <laughs> well, that they said it, but they haven't officially like given us any other information, right? So we would like to think that there's more music, but for right now, this is what we have. So we got this music video, okay. and, and it leads into a stage performance. Um, Koala, do you want to talk about the music video and the stage being mixed together? Oh, this is the music oh like it definitely had the vibe of uh Ro- uh not rosie's uh jesus stage like that vintage look and that beige color scheme more or less and it was just nice seeing her and the whole acting thingy she looked great the i didn't expect them to actually drop like the mv i thought they would just let her perform like maybe the first verse or something like that but it was nice that we got like a clip of the MV and then the second verse was her sitting there and performing it for us and us just 
dying <laughs> because of it. So yeah. So much dying. So much dying. Um, yeah, I think that was the time in the show when we all became quiet. At least me. Because I was just absorbing <laughs> experiencing it together. And I, I, I wasn't crying, was I? I might have been crying. It was just so beautiful. And again, it's a long time coming. Say what you will about past YG and their history of um, not allowing or not giving... How should I put this? Their history of delayed comebacks and delayed music. What we try to do here is live in the present moment and appreciate what we have as far as um, the girls' music and what they have to offer musically and artistically. And I feel like this is a culmination of what Rosie has always wanted to do, where she can flex some of her acting. The music is slowed down. She definitely has... A lot of say in the composition and the lyric choices and it all fits so well with the music video and the themes um and so if you haven't seen the music video i'll kind of describe it a little bit it's a very vintage um like beige color palette as koala said um and it seems like she's singing to like a past lover someone who is gone but the entire time it's framed where she is interacting alone against like an invisible, um, an invisible person or someone who isn't there. Um, she's playing chess by herself. Well, she's playing chess seemingly with somebody else, seemingly happy, but you never see the other person, the other side of it. Um, she's interacting in a living room and she's going about like very meaningful like moments and experiences and she seems happy, but again, like it never cuts to an actual person. And I feel like it's um, uh, a combination of like all of her thoughts and feelings of romance and when you when you're no longer with someone, but also perhaps even like the thoughts of feeling of being alone um, on this journey of being an artist, of being someone in the music industry, right? Um, yeah, do you have anything else to say about the music video itself before we get to the stage? Nope. Yeah. Um, so then it cuts to the stage where she is hanging from a swing. Um, her outfit is all white and it's very angelic. And it sets up where she's next to just the guitarist and she's vibing and she's singing. And oh, I'm getting chills just talking about it. Cool, well, take <laughs> over, take over. What did you think about the stage? Oh, it's like so. Rosie singing so slower songs, and then the and the chorus and oh. the stage also just fit the whole vibes you would get from the song. It was really nice. yeah. Um, it was a very simple stage. Mm. Again, it was just all white. They had like the fog machines going, so it's like she was on clouds. Um, yeah, really not too much to think deeply about like the stage but again like just a very beautiful presentation where it's like you're focusing on just her just her music just her presence and whether or not you've been a fan since the beginning or are a new fan you can tell she cares deeply about the music that she's performing especially this solo yes. especially this song um 
Yeah, I just thought it was a great culmination of everything that she's trying to accomplish in this very like cutthroat world of entertainment and being in the public eye. And uh, yeah, it means it means a lot to um, to her, I'm sure, but also just us as fans. Any other thoughts about their solos in general, Koala? Nope. Nice. Um, yeah, so our last segment, and kind of wrapping up our discussion of the show, uh, there were a lot of moments for messages to fans. Um, very typical of, of virtual <laughs> concerts and shows just in general for, for other artists. But again, it means a lot because it is Blackpink, and we're now slowly seeing them more in the public eye and getting exposure. Um, what did those moments mean to you, Koala? It was so cute. It was so wholesome. Um, my heart melted a bit. Yeah. Um, it, it really goes to show like their global impact on entertainment, right? And music. And like, yes, like they're a K-pop artist. Uh, they're a K-pop act. And you want that to be recognized. But music is supposed to bring people together. And I feel like those little segments and moments in any show, specifically this show, the Blackpink show, are important to have to feel that connection with who you follow and why you follow them. And yeah, there wasn't, I mean, again, it wasn't dramatic, but again, it's, it's small gestures that matter most. Um, what did you think about the way that they ended things very loosely with, um, I think it, they had, they had posters that fans had submitted mm. and then they, I think they had videos, right. With like fan faces and then they, they were just walking around the stage. Um, how did that Was it videos? Feel? I don't remember whether there was, I, don't I was like exactly. staring. Yeah. Mm. I was just staring at the set with those like fan messages was cute. I think they were also like the last stage was not really them dancing, doing career, but really just focusing on the fans aspect and to like bond with the fans for the last stage more. I liked it. Yeah. Really nice way to end the show and um yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a, an encore stage or anything. It was just a nice send off. So yeah. Um, all in all amazing experience fun um hmm. of course like we we don't have to love everything but also like really fun to talk about like the quirks and the weirdness and like ev any show is gonna have right so yeah i'm just really happy that we we got to see it we got to see it together as a big group of blackpink fans um and specifically with the soja doc nation again like we we want to emphasize we're doing this because we are K-pop fans, but we want to expand that fandom into like friendships and like long-term friendships and like deep friendships with people that we've gotten to know over the year. And I think what this podcast is supposed to signify is bringing people together. And I think this show was a really nice example of how that can happen. Um, I don't think any of us have met in real life and yet we all feel very close and connected with each other. So um, yeah, thank you, Soldier Talk Nation, for just being there for one another. Um, Cole, any thoughts? No. It was just a nice event. Totally. Um, yeah, so 
we're moving into our closing thoughts just on the week in K-pop and like a life check-in. So Koala, how are you doing? And what are you looking forward to next week in life and K-pop? I'm not looking forward to next week. I have school again. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> and like for the past weeks, I didn't really care about our homeschooling because the marks were like set and everything. But the new semester starts, and I <laughs> I actually need to care about school now. Oh. I'm sorry. Well, everyone seems to be going back into that, that mode, so you'll suffer with everyone else. Is what it's most likely going to be. So at least you have us to suffer with. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything in the K-pop and music you're looking forward to? Uh, Treasure release season screening. Um, I noticed that the local German store put it up for ninety bucks. I don't. I'm not willing to pay ninety bucks for it. That's but I want the CD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like 60 bucks because they normally sell for 60 here. If it's like sold for 30, 40 in Korea, it's 90 bucks. I, I've checked it. They sell other season's greetings for like 60 bucks. The only thing that's as pricey as the treasure one is BTS. Oof. Yeah. I, I, I'm Just praying for the other store to put it out for a lower price. Broke K pop fan, what's new? Am I right? I really want it, okay? That's it. Well, one day. One day it'll all come together and it'll all be less expensive than it is. Um, yeah, well, for me, nothing nothing too special. Just trying to get by week to week, looking for a job. Um, and it's not just me that's having a hard time. So I have, like, friends in, like, other fields, um, like, engineer friends and, like, various other like you would think like high demand like professions can't even get a call back can't even get like <laughs> a response email from a company who's apparently who's supposedly hiring so um yeah tough times just in general for anyone looking for work if you're um also struggling with work or school um just know we're here for you and we're all struggling together but we'll all get through it um, as far as music, I don't. I don't think I've looked ahead. Rosie, uh, Rosie, Rosie. Well, we need to get the announcement. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, Rosie, Rosie, I'm Rosie. tempering my expectations until we get some kind of announcement, and then I will start to think about how many times I can listen to a song in a day. Which you could do the math if you know the runtime. So of course, but yeah, um, I've been listening to BB a lot that's probably my only k-pop adventure for the week um yeah go check out the bb song um watch the music video it's on spotify also so uh it's all good it's all super fun um any other thoughts this week on the soju talk nation koala no thank you for listening to the soju talk nation podcast episode four Subscribe on YouTube, follow on Spotify, all your preferred podcast platform, and continue the conversation on the Soju Talk K-pop podcast Discord. This has been the Soju Talk Nation for Koala. This is Crispy. 
Bye. Bye.